On this episode, On this episode of Japan 2.0, the problem with kushikatsu is it, it comes with these serving trays that are f- filled with、uh, sauce, and it's community sauce. Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0. This is one of your hosts, David. And this is your other host, Matt.、How's、and we're、up? coming to you from、uh, our, our homes, you know, and our apartments. That we are. It's been maybe, our, I think the last time we recorded it would have been around six months ago in person. Yeah, it feels like six months. Around six months. <laughs> I remember we, we met up in Osaka, but、um, it was like when the corona numbers were down. That was even was it, we hadn't been recording a lot. I would say in the past year, we've only it's been one time maybe we met and recorded. Yeah, I guess so. Probably was to record the Jet Set、um, episode, is my guess. That、okay. might have been the last one. Yeah, that was, that was the one we met up in Osaka. So,、mm-hmm. uh, a bit timely to mention that because、uh, today's episode is kind of things that we miss doing in Japan、uh, due to、uh, coronavirus. So,、uh, obviously, there's you know, things. Around the world that people can't do. And we're kind of hoping、uh, with talking about、uh, Japan, what we miss, activities we miss doing, or things that we really can't do, that you know, hopefully when this thing's all said and done, who knows when that will be,、uh, that we're kind of like really dying or kind of you know, looking forward to doing. Right? That's right. Yeah.、Yes. And、um, I, we have, a, I'm sure, a laundry list. I have a laundry list. I don't know about you. Yeah. But I mean, there's a ton of things I'd love to be doing. Some will be in more detail than others. And I think there's a lot of kind of variables here.、Um, again, I'm kind of hoping through talking about this, you can kind of learn、uh, something new about Japan and what Japan's like, not only in their approach to coronavirus. I mean, that would be kind of surface level. But I'm hoping more just、uh, like, yeah, what, what it's kind of really like out here、um, to be in this situation. Uh, I talk with friends、uh, back home in America, and sometimes they're really surprised that I'm still doing the amount of things that I'm doing, and other times they're surprised that I'm cautioning certain things.、Um, obviously, part of those can be personal. I think it's actually kind of interesting how much is open here if you choose to, what I would say, kind of risk your life or risk other people's、uh, health to go do that.、Um, you know, there's not many. Restrictions, I would say, overall. There's a lot of like, please don't do this, but there isn't a lot of you cannot do this. Would you agree with that? Well, not not until tonight. <laughs> Why is that, Matt? Because,、uh, yeah, they just、um, uh, called a state of an emergency. So some bu- businesses are going to have to close, and then some businesses will be closing at, I think, mostly dining and drinking areas are closing at eight o'clock, eight or seven or eight o'clock. Right. They're required to do it. They don't have to do it, but、um, the Japanese government takes a stance of um, shaming mm. If, um, and naming. I heard it on NHK today. They were like shaming and naming. Yeah, my, my, my company that I work for,、um, they're kind of weary of that as well. They kind of say, like, hey, you know, try not to go to bars and stuff over this holiday because、uh, if, if you do, and if our school、uh, gets a case, Then、uh, we will kind of get shamed by the local government.、Mm. I don't know to what degree that is. If it's just, I think it's literally just naming the school and saying there was a case here. And to, to me, I don't know, maybe it's a cultural thing. It doesn't really seem like shaming just to say so and so company is not closing their doors. I don't know. Maybe netizens or something come and like attack them. But I, I don't know. I feel like there could be a lot worse, such as a, a financial fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think、um, a lot of people are worried because、um, I, I, on this program I was watching, there, somebody was talking about how their restaurant was struggling、mm-hmm. during this time and that most of the customers don't come until six o'clock anyway. Right. And they're worried that even with the stimulus in place, that it just won't benefit them because you know, every restaurant and establishment is different and they're 
their costs and their their ability to make money is you know comes from different things so right we, and um, we've started to see some losses for sure i remember you were the first one to kind of caution yeah. that like you were worried what was going to close and i was like oh, i don't know we'll, we'll see japan has a long history businesses have been open for hundreds hundreds of years and stuff compared to some other countries and i'll say that like for where we are now in japan hasn't really gotten coronavirus that bad relative to a lot of other places although we should say just for con- context that it's uh mid january 2021 when we're recording this and yeah. uh it's much worse than it's ever been here it's i don't know technically like the third wave but you know case tokyo hit 2000 today and i remember uh just six months ago uh tokyo had 200 or 300 cases per day and it was uh the worst in japan and i went out to tokyo at that time around 200 uh, cases a day i remember people were like a little nervous you know to be around me and stuff when i came back and uh now it's laughable you know if you had 200 cases a day people would think oh that's that's great you know um so uh with that yeah after almost i don't know eight months or so of coronavirus measures being in place uh we've seen some kind of like major department store change tokyo hands at least in, in Kobe is definitely done for good now. Um, there's a lot of restaurants and kind of bars and venues that I've seen close that I, I used to go to. So for me, there's yeah. about yeah seven or eight places that uh, have shut down that I, I was a patron of, or I'm, I'm sad to not see around anymore. Yeah. One of our neighborhood cafes recently closed and I think it might be permanent. So um, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer, especially when you're your favorite, mom and pop places are starting to close because those people have, you know, invested so much of their life into their business. It's got to be really hard for them. Yeah. For me too, like Japan was on a real kind of upswing with the, uh, Olympics coming, you know, it seemed like yeah. people were pouring more money into things in the hope that taking more risks, something we've talked about before, uh, Japan, at least where we are in Kansai outside of Tokyo, you don't see a lot of like people taking risks, not a lot of risk takers with, with business, which sometimes can make, uh, like things feel a little stagnant, you know? Just to give you an idea, like like craft beer or something that we enjoy, you know, it took a long time to kind of really develop here. It only recently has kind of really blossomed in the last four years or so. Um, and, you know, possibly that could be many factors, but we, we kind of believe one is a, kind of like a lack of risk taking. So people were taking more risk. And I was, you know, you're seeing a lot more exciting kind of things out here. Um, also, tourism was really on the rise as well. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of worried now, especially at the Olympics, you know, really are, are canceled. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily want the Olympics to happen, but I'm just saying, uh, I, I do really worry for the, for the businesses and, uh, kind of, you know, I think that, uh, maybe selfishly, but things might be a little less exciting, you know, if the, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Japan has been in a unique position that they've been able to keep open for a lot of things and it's pumped money into the economy. And I think I, the last thing I heard was the unemployment's at like 2.3% or something like that. Mm. So, um, unemployment's on the rise, but it's taken a while, you know, I mean, compared to, to other places around the world, they've done fairly well, yep. but, um, but you know, now I think there's not going to be an option, you know, with the cases going up, you know, they just can't, a lot of places aren't going to open up their businesses or, you know, they're, like I said, they're, they're shaming people for not, trying to do telecommunicating, you know, and uh, working from home and stuff like that. So, yeah, I uh, wish, yeah, I do wish there's other, they took other measures, you know, like gave business incentives or tax cuts or something like that for, uh, people who are doing the telecommuting or something, but it seems, it's very telling of Japan, the whole shame kind of culture, uh, definitely is true as a stereotype, you know, I heard of before I lived here and wasn't really sure if it was true or not, but it it is one that you see and it, it is fairly effective as well, which, uh, again, it's kind of cultural for me and in the cases I've been in where there's been shame, you know, I don't, I don't feel the shame that I guess I'm supposed to here. And, uh, you can kind of tell you have no shame, David, I, I have shame. You have no shame. my threshold is a different level. <laughs> and, uh, like I talked before about like a bike incident with my son and stuff. Yeah. You can go back and listen to those ones. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so we're going to kind of get in now to talk about, uh, again, these are kind of our choice not to do these things. We definitely could do them, you know, uh, but we don't really do them as safe. And yeah, most people I know aren't also doing these things as well. So sound good. Yeah. You wanna yeah. S- sounds great. You want to start yeah. us off? Sure. Sure. I, I think the first thing, uh, and I, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot is just hanging out with people, you know, hanging out with you and your family and, uh, hanging out with people from work and, uh, I'm not the most social person in the world. You know, I, I like 
socializing here and there, but, um, but yeah, I think that the first thing would be just spending more time with friends and, and, uh, people around because, you know, we, we live overseas from our families and, um, and, you know, we don't always get the chance to, to see everybody face to face. And it just, it means a lot. You, you, f- you kind of forget that how important it is to have, you know, face to face interactions with people when, you know, you live so far, <laughs> so far away or you go this extended period of time. I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way. I know people around the world that probably everybody listening to our podcast what I has think, had this experience, right? right? But what I think is unique to Japan in, in your case is that, yeah, again, with the numbers being relatively lower here than a lot of other places, even recently, I think with these kind of numbers, you normally would still be able to see friends in places, right? But the issue is that a lot of people don't have cars here, us included, so we rely on public transportation. I would have, Matt and I live about an hour and a half away from each other. You know, I don't think if either of us had a car, you'd have no problem coming out to see me if you're driving alone in your car and not being exposed to people along the way, right? But it's when mm-hmm. you take a subway with, like, multiple transfers and you're just passing thousands of people, you know, on that on that subway commute. Um, then it's like, well, I don't know. I feel kind of guilty about, you know, going out there and I might get Corona. I don't want to give it to Matt if I, you know, come over to his house. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah. that? Like, if you had a car, yeah, yeah. you'd probably be out here. And I'd, if I had a car... I'd be oh, it would make a it would make a big difference. Sure. Um, I think that uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where when cases get high enough too, you know, I don't want to be sick and not know it, you know, and and I guess in my opinion, I feel like it's better to be safe than sorry, you know, sure. especially when uh, you don't want to infect people. But but at the same time, yeah, I mean, I come in contact with people all the time, just going to work. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, I mean, like you said commuting is packed packed subways you know all the way to work mm. i mean uh, how is that any different from seeing seeing your friends or eating in a restaurant i mean yeah i guess the only difference is you know people aren't really chatting you know and japan is i think what i'm being, quiet you know in the com- commute but i think if i'm forced to commute or forced to work i am more um likely to hang out with friends because of that logic it's like well i'm yeah. having to be exposed all the time anyway but we've coming off like a three week long, you know, break where we're not having to go to work. So it's like, yeah, all this time, it's like, I want to go hang out with you. I only hang out with friends, but it's also like, well, I'm not for it. And I've just been staying in the house for two or three weeks and I, I can guarantee kind of safety. Um, so actually, you know, it's this catch 22 situation of having all this time, but not being forced to commute. So you, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird, weird feeling. And, you know, I had two kind of selfish days where I did go out um, into like the city and then it's this weird feeling the whole time you can't really fully enjoy it because at least I can't because I feel like oh man it's not really worth the risk or you know here, here's all these places I don't want to say oh, we'll get into kind of what I want to do in a bit but all these things we're going to name today it's like oh there's that there's that oh it is still open it's still going on should I go in and it's like this I'm a grown man that you, you kind of feel like a kid having to like punish yourself I don't know it's it's a weird kind of like weird mental game you know that head games that you play with yourself yeah i am always trying like i always think to myself like oh i'm gonna have more people over mm-hmm. at my house and stuff I, I one of the problems is i live kind of out of in the boonies so yeah, you know both, i'm not i'm not right <laughs> right in this the city so yeah. it is hard to get people to come over and uh hang out but uh but you know it's also partially me for not inviting people all the time you know sure. and just uh uh just you know doing my isolated thing i mean my life hasn't changed all that much except you know i would go out and see people you know we we saw each other you know a couple of times yeah well more than a couple of times a month i'm sure yeah most months you know so um we'll we'll get into the next big one which i i think is a way that has changed your life maybe more than mine which we'll get into this is a big one i think the thing besides friends of course the thing i would assume you also miss the most is uh, seeing live music or listening to live music. And for you, uh, you're starting to play, get really cool gigs and stuff, uh, DJing. Uh, and it was a really bad timing. You know, I remember right, I think it was like February, right when this whole thing was starting off, you played at a really cool place, kind of a big place that we would go see shows at called Noon Cafe. And I uh, had all these people come out, uh, a lot of coworkers and stuff. And I know uh, your wife and I, and, you know, we're all like really proud. Like, oh man, this is like Matt's big break. 
And then that was like the first wave of Corona right after that, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, again, things were getting better here. Oh, I don't know, two months ago. So three months ago and he started, mm-hmm. started getting more gigs again. And he got like a really awesome, uh, flyer. Right. And then you yeah, uh, yeah. got to play a couple during that time, right? One or two. Yeah. I got to DJ one, uh, socially distanced, uh, party. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and as uh, soon as I started playing the music, it got social distance. So. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, but I, honestly, the timing was just like bad. And that was, even that was like, oh, yeah, you know, it was just a slight risk. Like there weren't a lot of people there because Corona was, yeah. was bad, right? I mean, once again, like you were saying, I was working, you know, I was commuting anyway. You know, it was, it's kind of on my way to work, you know? Yeah, so I different. just, I just went after work, you know, with sure. the, the Crater Records, right? But, yeah. Um, but because of that, but, like the turnout's probably not great. And, Right. Yeah. Everybody's wearing a mask and less people are, they're not drinking so much, you uh, know? And yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was a weird, uh, gig, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I really missed it. You know, being there, I, I realized like, it's just so important to have that, that music and that enjoying music component, you know, just seeing it live with other people and appreciating the sounds and the, the artistry, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, we, I think I really, really miss. Yeah, I don't know what normal people, I mean, I don't know what people do at nighttime, you know? Like, if you're going to go out and leave your house and go do something at nighttime. Because to me, mm-hmm. besides eating and drinking, I don't know, there's only one option, which is to see live music. I, I guess there's other things people must do. but uh, for, People like sports, I think. I guess you'd, yeah, you'd, <laughs> you'd go watch sports or something together. Maybe they like see a movie, clowns? I, see a movie. Uh, Mimes? Which, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll just do a Plays? quick. quick aside. I don't know. I'll do like a quick aside. You know, going to the movie theater. I'll, I want to talk more about live music, but going to movie theater is definitely one I miss. Uh, there's an Evangelion yeah. movie coming out. It's the last one ever. Uh, Evangelion's an anime, if you don't know. And uh, the, the, they don't come out very often. The third one came out so long ago. We were living in Korea, so that would have been like I don't know, nine years ago or so. And we we actually saw that one in Korea, all in Korean, and I really wanted to see it in all in Japanese. You know, in a theater. Um, yeah it's not something i have ever done i know you, you've gone and seen movies all in japanese but but i've not yeah but i just wanted a few to, times i just wanted to do it to be there to me it's a very monumental thing this movie series ending it's been going on for like 30 40 years and it's uh, maybe 30 years sorry and it's my you know one i really love and uh it's again that big tease that big head game of like well they're gonna have it it's i mean assumingly so the plan is to, to do it they've been having movies um but yeah, me, Demon Slayer has killed everything. Miraculously the, broke the records office. during coronavirus. So yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, that shows you, I guess, that people aren't really taking people things. People are still going to the theaters. That's my point, that they're not necessarily taking things that, that seriously. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, for me, it's just it's like it's going to be there. I, I could go. But, yeah, it just feels too selfish. Um, so, anyway, I, I missed that. But, yeah, live music in general. Like, yeah, there's just been so many times where that, that's what I do. Like, I go out often alone. Not often, but a couple times a month, I'll just go out. You know, my family just doesn't want to go out. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm kind of bored sitting at home. Uh, I want to go out. And I'll go see live shows, just check out a DJ, check out a band, one or two sets. You know, I love uh, Japanese music and shows. And uh, that I've tried going out, you know, a couple times on my own. And it's just like, what do you do? I just kind of walk around and I just feel <laughs> I feel so bored and uh, kind of uninspired. I guess I didn't realize how much music inspired me. You know, just seeing people, you know, doing their passion and that's the energy I really feed off of, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So for me, that's, that's definitely number one. You would agree. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd love to do. We talked about, uh, uh, more music. Yeah. DJing again. I'd love to do, um, let's just see some live bands because yeah, we, we were thinking about doing uh Fuji rock. That's what I was just going to say. Our big comeback yeah. to live music together, going to see live music together, hopefully be Fuji rock. Cause I've been, I've been wanting Matt to go after I went, I, I had a great time, but I want to go with someone definitely next time. And there's uh probably no one else I know who's in the music as much who, who would put down the money to do it. But Matt and uh, yeah. he recently said, gave me a promise that after Corona's done, he's going to go. Yeah, for the next Fuji Rock after the vaccine. Let's do it. So they're planning to do it again. I mean, last year they planned to do it too. They bar- they canceled it really late. Like they're acting like it was going to happen for so long. I think they only canceled it for like three weeks before. Um, mm. But yeah, they've already start. It's supposed to be in August again. Normally it's in July, but because of um, the Olympics, they don't want to have any conflict with the Olympics. Again, I don't think the Olympics are going to happen or definitely shouldn't happen. 
Um, so they're planning for August again, but yeah, I don't even think I'd want to go this August. I would think maybe that's a little too soon. I'd want to go maybe next, next summer, 2022. Yeah. It might be a good idea. I don't think we're going to get a vaccine and I don't think we're going to be out of the woods until 2022 probably. Yeah. Well, the vaccine, hopefully, hopefully in, in the winter, you know, we don't have to worry about it as much, but the vaccine is not supposed yeah, we'll to come see. here until, um, June. And, uh, that's like, you know, for everyone, like doctors and stuff, I think are getting it in late February, March. Um, but yeah, people won't start getting here until June. I think they say you need 70, 75% of the people to get the vaccine before you get the herd immunity. And, uh, I think it's going to take a while for people, that many people to get it. So I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I don't think so either. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, live music. We'll, we'll, uh, two years from now, we'll record a, uh, Fuji rock episode. So look forward to that. Mark your calendars for our Japan 2.0 2022 Fuji rock episode part two. Uh, what besides live music and friends, uh, what else are you missing? Oh man, this one's killing me. This one's killing me. This one is Kushikatsu. Kushikatsu. That's a very Osaka (laughs) answer of you. Uh, Kushikatsu is, uh, skewered vegetables, skewered meats, Mm -hmm. you know, deep, uh, battered and deep fried. It's a very common street food here in Osaka and bar food, you know, and it's delicious. But um, the problem with kushikatsu is it, it comes with these serving trays that are f- filled with uh, sauce, and it's community sauce. Mm-hmm. So everybody dips their kushikatsu sticks in and, and, and eats. And uh, since coronavirus has happened, I can't bring myself to go into a kushikatsu place or even do – Are they still uh, yeah, open? Have you, out, like, walked you know? by and seen any yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're still open. And, and so – uh, my wife and I, we decided to take a trip, you know, we were, we were, um, uh, we were kind of in the process of looking for homes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we went to this restaurant alley, you know, it's like, you know, at a station, how they have the underground where it's all restaurants and they're all kind of like, uh, they're sort of built to resemble like the old style Japanese restaurants and stuff. Yep. And as we were walking by, I was like, I bet you they're still doing I, the people are so stubborn. I bet you they're still doing the <laughs> kushikatsu, the 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 tray on the table. Yeah. And sure enough, we looked inside, and the guy had he just pulled off the lid and started dipping it in the community kushikatsu. And I the was big like, rule, I cannot believe the, it. There's a big rule, and they're kind of aggressive on it. Almost like a, it's almost like a shtick or like a joke at this point, I think. But the big rule is only dip one time, and um, so they're really strict on that rule: no double dipping. Because it is this communal yeah. sauce. But for me, it's just the uh, open nature of it. I assume they have like a lid on it at least now. But you're still going to open that and people are talking. Definitely they're going to be – I don't know. This if you're drinking and, and, and talking and eating kushikatsu, I mean all those things go together, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I always had a problem with kushikatsu dipping sauce. Anyway. Just in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I always was like, oh, okay, I'll get over it, you know. I'll be strong. Yeah. But now, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it again. I'll have to start making kushikatsu at home, I think. I have a kind of, like, embarrassing thing to admit. But, like, you know, you're not supposed to, like, you know, lick things in public or, like, do, yeah. I mean, that's, like, a horrible scent, right? So, like, my mom used to tell me. I was probably like 14 or 15 is probably the last time I did this. But I used to just sometimes like lick a public table or like lick a doorknob just to like make my mom really angry or like my grandparents or people. It's a very, <laughs> I don't know. Some people do drugs, you know, some people steal, yeah, yeah. steal things. I used to just lick. You need to lick, get your kicks. I used to lick a table somehow, to make my right? par- parents angry. Yeah. And uh, it's not something I really have thought about for a really long time. I kind of bury that as my deep secret. But all this coronavirus stuff and just me being so anal, like, you know, not just touching anything on my face or anything. I, I've been really, I'm pretty good at it. Uh, when it's all said and done, I want to go back to my, uh, like, table, like, public table looking days and just do it just because I can. Again. Yeah, I'm rever- I'm reverting back to my OCD. You know, you're going to go the other route. So nature. you're going to be germaphobe. Uh, you know, I'm going to be free. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I moved to Korea, you know, I was really strict about like sharing foods and stuff like that. And I never, I hardly ever did it. And, um, so after Korea, you know, I, I really loosened up a lot. Yeah. Well, explain then, that for people uh, in case they don't know. Cause I'm, I'm the exact same way, man. When I first moved to Korea, I used to wear gloves on the subway because I thought the subway was dirty. <laughs> yeah. And why are, uh, why yeah. are we not German phobes after Korea anymore? 
I mean, Korea, everything's so communal. You know, you just get a pair of ch chopsticks and you eat from the same plate and everybody's sharing things and then they're passing around drinks and um, and then all the food is, you know, you're, you're just using the same chop. You're using your chopsticks and you go in to grab some food and you're probably touching some of the other food. And, you know, I'm sensitive to this kind of stuff. Right. And I would say, but, like, um, with, with the most love, if you know this show, you know that yeah, I, we absolutely love Korea and we didn't leave because we didn't love it anymore. We're just, it's time to move on. But uh, Korea is mm. kind of a grimy place relative to North America, relative to Japan. It depends where you're from. Maybe it's clean where you're, where you're from, you know, compared to where you're from. But uh, for us, it was a little, a little grimy, too. And I think the fact to see that this place is kind of grimy, but yet things still go on. You know, I got, I saw, you know, I mean, I've seen bugs at restaurants and stuff in America. But, like, I, w I would see bugs much more at restaurants across, across the table sometimes um, in, in Korea. Or just see things that just wouldn't normally fly back home, you know, like, uh, at like a, you know, the kind of neighborhood restaurant. And I just like, well, no one else is, everyone else is doing all right. No one's unhealthy. They're eating it. I guess I'll just do it too. And I did. And I loved it. I was like, this is great. I can let my guard down. I don't get sick anymore. And like, I just felt us Americans are too sensitive about these things because we don't, we don't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I loosened up a lot. Yeah. Anybody who's, much who's hung me. out, anybody who's hung out in Suwon knows what we're talking about. That's right. Suwon, baby. Uh, <laughs> that's my first, my first posting there. But yeah, I needed I love, it. I love Suwon. Yeah. yeah. I great. always say, I'm getting on a tangent. I've always thought about doing an episode on this, but like for me, the effect of living in Korea was better for my personality. Like I'm a tightly wound person anyway, and Japan's a little more tightly wound and it makes me go that way again. And uh, mm. I really miss how Korea rubbed off on me. Korea made me really relaxed and like a really social sharing person. All, all those things we're talking about. Uh, for, yeah. for me, Korea was kind of what I needed and what I, what I do need. So. Anyway, we're gonna uh, get off yeah, topic yeah. a bit, I but I feel I feel like it, it did the same thing for me, and yeah, and thanks to Kushikatsu, you know, <laughs> I'm back to the square one. So yeah, I was gonna talk about food too, and my food was just gonna be just general grimy hole in the wall restaurants, you know, and Kushikatsu is a, yeah. a good example of that. But I would just say, like, at least the two cities we live in, kind of Kobe and, and Osaka, uh, maybe this isn't as true for Tokyo or Kyoto, maybe or the two kind of Britsier cities I can think of. But, like, there's a lot of grimy restaurants, you know? Like, um, for me, like, my wife and I are going out to lunch tomorrow, and we'll often go out for lunch. Um, but there's not many good lunch spots that I can think of in Kobe. We're, we're kind of, like, racking our brains, like, where can we go eat lunch? Um, but if it's nighttime, it's like, oh, man, there are 20, 30 awesome places I can think of in Kobe to go to. Because yeah. they're almost all, like, izakaya-style or, like, bar-style places with really good food. There's not many, like, lunch spots. So my point is these kind of bar places, not all of them, but a lot of them are a little more grimy, a little more hole-in-the-wall feeling. And, um, you know, we have to kind of avoid, at least I try to avoid those places now. I think a lot about the ventilation and looking around, you know. And a lot of these places are, are underground, too. So they're really yeah. far underground. It's the worst ventilation. They only see eight people. They're super tight. There's, the seating is not socially distanced. You know, it can't be. Uh, you can fit eight people. You'd be have two people in some of these restaurants if you're six feet apart. So I, I really miss just kind of exploring grimy restaurants and stuff instead of always having to go. I have to go to a lot more franchises now, and I'm, I don't particularly like going to big franchises. But the franchises are the ones that are uh, just bigger in space in general. So I miss yeah, the one of the local spots. What were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah, one of the bummers is that you know space is limited in japan so a lot of our favorite places are so small mm. and it's freezing outside right now it's like feels oh, like yeah. 21 degrees uh celsius today um in osaka and um yeah i mean like you don't want to be in a place that's got the door open you know you fahrenheit, don't want to be in a way, 21 fahrenheit <laughs> is it 21 fahrenheit yeah. i thought it was uh celsius yeah, that'd be yeah. very warm celsius day. would be like yeah yeah you're right um but, uh, but anyways, cold, yeah, yeah, cold. just the small, but yeah, it's, they're small places. They're not ventilated well, yeah. you know, and you can't go outside. I was out the other day too, and we got our food and I was like, oh man, this place is tight. I really want to get the food here, but I can't go outside and eat this. It's too cold. You know, No, it's too cold right now. Yeah. yeah. They're not doing, I guess in the States, uh, I think a lot of restaurants are only outdoors. Like they literally aren't allowed to eat inside. And, uh, so they have set up like these heater systems outside. I've not seen any place here doing any kind of outdoor patio heater system at all. And a lot of places can't do it. You know, if they're in a shopping arcade or sure, sure. Um, some kind of place like that, you know, there's just no room for it. So, mm. yeah, it's a, it's a real tragedy for 
like I said, these small places that have been probably been around for a long time. Mm. One of the last big ones for me is um, karaoke, singing karaoke. Mm. And it's, it's so funny, like, um, again, kind of go back to Korea. Uh, Korean equivalent is nor- Noribong. I did Noribong a lot in Korea, like two two times a month maybe. Depending on who you are, it's a lot or little. But in Japan, I was only doing karaoke like twice a year, maybe three times a year. But it's one of those things that like absence makes the heart grow fonder because like, I can't do it. I've just had some like visions in my head sometimes of like karaoke parties here, like with co- mostly with coworkers we do them. And just think like, oh man, what a good bonding experience. Like that allowed me to get to know so-and-so really well. And before I didn't really know them that well, you know? And just kind of thinking of those kind of like staff parties or work parties, which is a big part of Japanese culture. Uh, Indokai and Bodenkai are the time of year we're in right now at the new year, which is a forgetting of the mm-hmm. year party. Um, yeah. And I really kind of miss the camaraderie from, I think, some of those, those staff parties. And oftentimes that ended in karaoke. Um, but yeah, so karaoke joints apparently are still open. Uh, I heard they have like really, you know, they're very, very cheap right now because it's one of the worst things you can do is share a microphone. I imagine yeah. they give you uh, the microphone, you know, condom or whatever, like more frequently, or they change the microphones more. But uh, singing, you know, is like one of the big no-nos. So yeah, I miss I miss karaoke. How, how about you? Oh, no, I haven't missed karaoke. <laughs> You've not missed it at all. <laughs> not yeah. not really. I mean, I always have a problem with karaoke, and it's um, you know the they don't have a lot of songs <laughs> that I know mm-hmm. real well. Yeah. So I, I always have to revert to like singing Disney songs and stuff, and it gets a little tiring. Right. What about Ghost, Ghost, you sing Ghostbusters? Is a I classic. sing Ghostbusters, but there are only two lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you gonna call? You didn't like it in Korea. I thought you liked it in Korea. I know no, you didn't. No, I had you fun. didn't love I, it. You're never saying, "Hey, we gotta go do Noribang." But no, no, no. I've had I've had fun for sure, and I I would like to go back, but um, but it's not something that you know is really oh it, that I'm missing a lot. You know, it doesn't make me like sad. It's not like oh man. To be honest, if I never did karaoke again, I'd be, I'd be fine. I'd be just as happy, you know, as I am. But it's something kind of like unique about living out here that uh, sometimes I just do just because I can do, you know. There's again another yeah. good way to if you're out on a date with your significant other, uh, some daytime karaoke sometimes is, is pretty fun to mix it up. I haven't done daytime always, oh, always man. nighttime after kushikatsu. <laughs> That's right. Uh, how about you? What else do you have? Yeah, uh, I miss uh, big events. I miss the um, big parties that, that happen in the summertime and around New Year's. Like and, Matsuri, um, you mean? Matsuri, yeah. uh, you know, all the festivals. Um, street Festa from um, oh, yeah, the, cos- the Denden Town, events, you know, yeah. the cosplay events. And, um, yeah, all those kind of things where just you get large amounts of people and uh, they having a big party. And, yeah, I don't know. It's something about having those those times that you know i really i i think i took for granted mm. you know that stuff happening around me and and there would be times where i'd hear like the taiko drums going down the street and i'd be at home on a weekend and i'd be like ah, i could go out and follow them and see what's going on yeah and uh, even if you don't you know, just the, the the fact that you can <laughs> there's stuff going on is exciting right yeah yeah and uh yeah i just really miss that feeling of walking down the street and going to the nearest temple and seeing like a bunch of people outside doing dance dances and, uh, you know, selling, selling treats and food and street stalls and stuff like that. You know, it's just such a good vibe. I think that's a really good one because it captures a certain element of living out here that I've never really talked about before. And I guess if you lived in like New York city or Chicago or something, you know, or London or wherever, right? You'd get the same thing. I don't know how unique it is to Japan, but at least for me, it is unique in that, like, um, there's just often events going on here, especially on the weekend or over holidays. And uh, you just go out, be doing your own business. And I'm always surprised by the amount of, like, stages you see or, uh, you know, just people gathering around and you kind of go pop over. You just pop in for, like, 15 minutes, you know? And, like you said, it's Taito drums or. Just people singing or dancing. Hey, who even knows? Yeah, sometimes you get like rappers, you know, and stuff. But it's just like that element of surprise. There's no expectation, you know. Um, mm. It always feels really lively living here. It's kind of lots of su- surprises going on. Um, and I haven't really thought that, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. But I guess, yeah. Now that I think about it, that I haven't, well, I haven't been like really sad. surprised by you know some <laughs> event going on. The summer was sad for that reason, you know, mm. um, 
because I, I live on a street where the, they'll sometimes close down our street and the Matsuri will go through mm. our neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, the rivals will come down. Like some people will put, be playing flutes and the other team will be playing drums and they try to outdo each other and stuff. Yeah. And I used to just sit, and, sit uh, behind this desk that I'm recording at right now and just watch them go by or listen to them, you know, play. And yeah, this year it felt like a little more empty not having that, you know. I'm sure everybody that participates in those things felt the same way, you know. Unless they uh, are are burdened to do it and they're happy to not have to do it. (laughs) Because there is that side. (laughs) I've heard about uh, a lot of tempo preparation for these matsuri and stuff, and it is uh, a lot of work. Like they did practice throughout the year, and uh, they take turns having certain roles. And like the leader roles, I know some people don't like, but it's like their turn to do it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, another thing I I really missed this year was – uh, going to the um, uh, the Kyoto video game festival that we always go to. Oh, yeah, Bit Summit. Uh, what, what is it? Bit, Bit Summit. Summit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why it was escaping me, but, you know, that kind of communal video gaming is also kind of missed, you know? Yeah. I, I, I was just. I could be playing online, but I don't like the people online, so. Oh, no, I mean, that was. <laughs> again, that's like one of the things we dreamed of doing coming out to Japan. For us, particularly, it was Tokyo Game Show. Bit Summit wasn't around before we lived here. Um, but yeah, those, those kinds of things, that, uh, you know, you, you love the country for now that are gone or they, they can't happen are sad for me yeah. kind of on that. I was in Kyoto the other day and, uh, Kyoto is a really good season for a uh, city for museums. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of museums there I've been really wanting to go to just haven't gotten around to, and it was like the perfect day to do it. You know, I guess, cause I couldn't do so many other things cause the coronavirus, you know, I was like, all right, what can I do? What, what have I always wanted to do here? And, uh, yeah, I was like, ah, you know, again, they're open, they're not shut down. So it's like this tease of, you know, I, I could do it if I wanted to, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, I have like a long list of museums, local museums that I want to go to now. Um, and uh, yeah, that makes me kind of realize, you know, every cloud has a silver lining as they say, but there are like a, when things do open up again, I feel like I'm going to appreciate things maybe a bit more or like have a lot more to do because, uh, not being able to do some things has made me want to do them even more. Yeah. I think that, uh, the grass is always greener and, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. You know, like, I mean, the fact that we're not doing it, you know, makes us probably a little more, we're going to really appreciate it at least the first couple of times that we go and do these things, you mm-hmm. know, the next cool DJ party we go to, or the next nice museum or, that's right. Or, um, you know, the next Matsuri we attend, you know, they're, they're going to be special. I'm sure like anything, you know, after we do three or four of any of these, you know, it's going to go back to normal and you'll take it all for granted. But definitely not the- me. I'm going to party <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I think the first couple for sure will feel really special. I wanted to talk about one, one more last one. Is there any uh, more regional things or like Japanese things you want to talk about before I talk about the last one? No, no, go for it. All right. So the last one for me has kind of been tra- traveling outside of Japan. Uh, of course, within Japan. I mean, we could talk about that for a bit uh, before. But, um, yeah, I mean, this we just had a winter break where we have three weeks. This would have been my eighth year having one of these winter breaks. And it's the first time in eight years I've ever not gone anywhere. Again, I did a couple of day trips. I did one day trip to Osaka, one day trip to uh, Kyoto. And, you know, that was fun. But um, to not be even do anything regional, you know, a lot of times I would go to Tokyo during that time, or I wanted to go to Fukuoka or down to Kyushu, you know, uh, Hokkaido would have been a great option too. Uh, but to kind of be stuck at home, uh, it was a really interesting feeling. Uh, I, I was so bored out of my mind and just felt I'll never do this again. Like again, it was good to get appreciation for those trips. Cause sometimes I'd go on those trips or it would be one of maybe I, maybe my wife really wanted to do, you know, and I'd be like, oh, man, I could have stayed home and saved a lot of money, and maybe that would have been nice, you know? Uh, but for me, this was a really good taste of, like, what, you know, three three weeks home in the cold winter is like. Uh, for me, the last two years, I'd, I'd gone to Hawaii at this time. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that especially was, like, a really great uh, for us, our school years, you know, halfway done at this point. It's, like, a good rewo- yeah. reward to get you through. Um, I'll kind of talk in the, about some of the things maybe I missed about Hawaii or this year we were actually supposed to go to Australia for the first time. Uh, so things that, you know, maybe I was looking forward to doing there. But how about you? Did you feel uh, not being able to travel regionally? 
Yeah, I mean, I I really got the short end of the stick this time because um, uh, the previous year and we were gonna try to do something. So 2019, mm-hmm. we were like, ah, oh, let's you know try to stay a little more local. You know, do maybe a couple of short domestic trips and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, in uh, 2020. Uh, we'll go on our big trips, you know, overseas mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, go visit a couple of places. And, um, yeah, Taiwan is a place that we've really been wanting to go to lately. And, uh, yeah, as you, as you can see, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it just kind of threw a wrench in things. And so it kind of makes me regret not going when we had the chance. Mm. You know, we were trying to save money. We were trying to, um, you know, prepare for going home to visit our family, you know, all the, all those kind of things. And, um, yeah, it's just, we've been stuck at home. So, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, it's not a unique problem. Mm. I know all of our listeners are in the same boat, you know, but, uh, but it is a bummer, you know, I'm wow. sure a lot of people have had things that they wanted to do I that were cut off. I think when you don't live I in your home country, or I don't know if it's unique to like Japan and like where we're, what countries are close to or whatever, but you know, the people we know here travel a lot. Right. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. rare within one year for anyone we know to just kind of stay um, in your in your city for sure. Not travel around Japan, but to not even leave the country where where I grew up. I didn't know anyone who was leaving the country. You know, if they did, it was like a big deal um, where, yeah, out here we're, we run into these circles where, you know, you hear about someone going going to India. You hear about someone going to Africa. Like I, I got friends going all over the, over, over the world, you know, and yeah. um, all for different reasons. So some people like. I know a lot of people who are just really bummed out. I got people close to me that are just so bummed. We're all lucky to have our jobs and everyone's healthy, but like they just family, like a yearly family connection to a lot of people is super important. Uh, for me and Matt, I think we've gone on record before, you know, like that, that's okay for us. Of course we want to see our families, but um, I don't think that's, that's killing us not being able to go home and see our family. Um, but for me, it's something that, 10 years ago living abroad, I never would have answered. And I would have said, um, part of the reason I live here is because I wanted to get away from this. But now after being gone, it it is something I've learned to miss. And it's kind of just like, uh, like being able to talk with random people like strangers. Um, it it happens here very seldomly. And when it does happen, when I'm at a restaurant, I get to talk with someone who's there, whether it's another person eating at the restaurant, let's say, or like the, the owners, um, I've learned to really love it. And 10 years ago, I was a person that kind of didn't like that interaction. I'd just kind of be shy and give kind of like short answers, you know, I, not rude. I hope, I hope, but like, I don't know. I, I just thought, I just want to talk with my friends. Yeah, I came here to see my friends or something about me's changed. has kind of been a shift where when I would go to Hawaii or I kind of just love just random elevator, talking with someone on the elevator, kind of random chit chat. I've grown to love that stuff. Um, and sometimes I can feel a bit kind of isolated or a bit alone here. Like I go out and I lately I've been very motivated to study Japanese harder, which it's, I haven't said that in five, five years. Um, and part of it is I just kind of want to make chit chat with random people when I'm out. I've been feeling lonely is too strong, but maybe just like a bit isolated. Um, and I, I kind of miss that interaction uh, where we're from, you know, depending on where you are from in the U S but uh, definitely in Texas where I was living last you know, people are so friendly there. Uh, you go out anywhere and people are going to be chatting with you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like it happened a lot more in Korea as well. Uh, yeah. like Japan particularly, uh, you don't get a ton of interaction with other people. Uh, especially with us, with our minimal Japanese skills, uh, which is, you know, kind of something I ultimately we choose to do. But, um, yeah, that, that for me is probably the main thing I miss is kind of just like small, small talk with random people. <laughs> going abroad yeah yeah um yeah i i mean i i feel yeah i think it's been a, a very disappointing 2020 you know yeah. and luckily 2021's here and uh i'm not one of those people that particularly thinks that uh, the start of the new year really makes <laughs> all that much of a difference but uh, i am looking forward to the warmer weather and and for longer days and um, a vaccine is know, hopeful. I don't, vaccine, I don't care if it's what, you know, what the year yeah. is, but uh, a vaccine, a vaccine gives, would gives be nice. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, this isn't unique to just us. I think everybody's in the same boat, and um, 
yeah, it's just it's a different way of of living, you know. Sure, but <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully we get back to the the regular, you know, our regular lives, and hopefully we can go back to the way things were, you know, so we we can do things like go to see movies and and um, have live shows, and are these venues t- are able to survive the, you know, the economic uh, downturn. Yes, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens during what's hopefully the the last stretch here. But, uh, yeah, we'll definitely report back if there's any major changes. Uh, But, yeah, we haven't really – we've barely kind of talked quickly about, like, our our lives in the past year. And we've brushed with uh, coronavirus. But uh, we kind of wanted to wait to do something where maybe uh, you can kind of see what Japan's like compared to your your home country where, where you are. Um, so I think the main kind of takeaway is that probably things are open here and functioning much more than other places. And it's, uh, ultimately up to the, the people to choose what they deem as safe or not safe. You know, I think it's, that's kind of our takeaway is that, uh, we were choosing, you know, to not do a lot of these things. Um, but besides the, uh, maybe the events and the Matsuris and stuff, pretty much anything we mentioned, uh, we can do, but choose not to. Yeah. And now we have to go back to work. That's right. In a couple of days, we're, we're going back. It's kind of bittersweet. I, I am excited to see my students. And, um, you know, that is it is a good place to get that social interaction. But at the same time, it's kind of uh, it's a little nerve wracking traveling and, you know, having to do social distancing at school and all that nonsense, you know, washing everything all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be interesting. Uh, there seems to be no signs of schools closing down. Uh, there's a lot of reasons, you know, people believe that to be. But um, we won't. I guess we won't get into. But it doesn't seem like uh, no. our schools are going to close down. As they were closed for what, five, four months before, we had four months of yeah. you know, distance learning. So we've yeah been back in the classroom with the kids and stuff. So we'll be doing that soon. And yeah, I think that's about it, huh? Yep, begging for our vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go out on uh, social media and check us out. Uh, we don't post too much, but. Uh, I'm going to put up a post soon. You can probably go back and find this. About, I just bought a knife, a handmade knife uh, from the oldest <laughs> for protection, of course. No, uh, for uh, <laughs> just kitchen kitchenware. But I was doing a lot of research about knives. And um, the oldest knife shop uh, in uh, Kyoto, and I, I think Kansai, but I don't have a fact on that one. But definitely in Kyoto, um, I bought, bought a knife from there. And the guy uh, put your name in it and kanji and all that, all that stuff if you want. Um, cool. So I'll post up what that bad boy looks like. Maybe I'll cut something to show show, show, show how sharp it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I went down the rabbit hole of knives. Up next, I'll start a YouTube channel of me showing how sharp my knives are. That's awesome. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not going to become that person. <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to get the best product uh, that I could. I, I actually chose a really kind of a rare place. Uh, I forget Sh- Shigaharu. I think is the name of the shop. Shigeharu. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not the most famous one in Kyoto, but it is the oldest one. And I was shocked when I was there to learn that the the master is the 24th generation. So do that math. Wow. Do that math. 24. He's the 24th person passed down the line. You know, the average person, you know, lives to be 80. So, yeah, they were like uh, 500 years old, which is pretty nuts. They've been in that wow, same space crazy. for 500 years, making knives, uh, supplying them back then to, you know, very different uses to today why people would need uh blades but yeah it's a cool shop hundred dollars you can get a yeah, pretty good knife here for like a hundred bucks and uh yeah that's cool i need a good knife so on social media i've been planning to post that i just got it recently uh so you ever see the infomercial where they're slicing the tomato and the guy just like squishes the tomato with his knife no like it's a mistake oh no no, like it's not sharp enough, so it doesn't just oh, smashes your tomato. The, like you know? before, and then they show the sharp yeah. knife after. Yeah. But no, I'm not seeing that. But what I see oh. with the sharp ones is they, they show how thin <laughs> you can slice it. That it's like uh, translucent that it, you can slice it so thin. Wow. Maybe that's what, well, you're gonna maybe have that's to, what yeah, I'll that's do. That's what you got to <laughs> <that's gotta> take <laughs> a picture of, yeah. I don't think I have any tomatoes, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so social media, go out and like us. Uh, we got some really nice responses lately. People telling us that, uh, speaking of Corona, that, you know, sometimes when they hear our show, that uh, gets them through the day and uh, they don't get to interact with people much. And uh, they're hearing the show, you know, it's kind of like hanging out. So 
Uh, yeah, we've had some compliments because, uh, uh, you know, people aren't allowed to travel. Mm. And so, you know, us talking about Japan is, is uh, kind of kept them, you know, reminded them of their trips and things like that too. So, yeah. Do you think people will be it's able to come cool. here in summer? Because I've, I've had some people write us saying like, oh, yeah, we're coming out for a trip in summer. And I... I have this feeling like, oh, I hope you're not too excited for that trip. Yeah. I mean, uh, you could hold out hope and I, and I, I wish everyone the best, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately I don't think it's going to happen. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Japan sometimes can be pretty strict about uh, who they let in to the country, I guess being an island nation. Um, yeah, even people that are like kind of residents here, uh, had a lot of problems uh, coming back if they happened to leave. So. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't hold hold your breath. Uh, a lot of other countries are probably open up before Japan will. So, sorry yeah. to be the bearer of bad news. But yeah, some people report well, us about like their trips. Who knows? Yeah, but Japan 2.0 will be here giving you the latest and next best thing. Whatever's right? going on, yeah, going on in our neighborhoods yeah. from the convenience stores. <laughs> That's right. From the the two places we go each week. Mm. Song of the show. Song of the show. Yeah. Oh, man. I hadn't been thinking. You know what? We had a, an episode that was um, – it's a long-lost episode. You know, oh, uh, yeah. our recording didn't go through. You know, we don't – we couldn't post it. So uh, we – but we had a, a listener uh, submit like – he, he just was telling us about his, his album oh, release. I and didn't it, realize that. The artwork of the album, that yeah. That was the episode. I feel bad. That was the lost episode. And, um, yeah, this is a really cool album. It's called Galaxy Donuts. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll play Galaxy Donuts, the title track. And, uh, yeah, our listener reached out and he said, yeah, I I was working on this uh, album, you know, and I I really dig, like, our music episodes and stuff like that. And uh, you should check out my music. And it's some great, like, down-tempo, lo-fi, study beats kind of hip-hop, you know, and – that totally speaks to me so and i love donuts that's right of course and the cover the cover is uh to the album is based on his trip to osaka there you go it's It's meant to be so it's a very cool cover too so uh yeah if you're missing that travel you're missing that live music you know uh Let's support some people that are uh, making some good music uh, in, the, in these times. So, Listen to Galaxy Donuts. Listen to Japan 2.0. We'll get you covered. Yeah. So until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.